Hello, welcome friends to the Relevant Roundtable, where we meet every Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At the Roundtable, we discuss real-life situations that deserve more attention. These conversations are rich in personal insight that give listeners clarity and direction to influence and impart into their daily lives. I'm your host, Tony. Thank you for joining the table. Hey friends, thank you so much again for joining us tonight at the Relevant Roundtable, where we have topics on discussions that are relevant, right? And people that come to share their journeys and their strategies in order to get us to their other side. Tonight, we have a phenomenal person with us who is the founder of what I think, just from my small research, what I think to be a great, great future impacting organization. And that organization is called New Souls Inc. And there is some depth to that title. And so once again, we're going to hear from the founder of that particular organization. His name is Taki. We certainly appreciate him coming on tonight. We thank you, Chucky, for your transparency in advance tonight. We thank you for allowing our listeners just to hear the heartbeat of New Souls, Inc. and how it came about for you. We're really, really excited also just to hear where you desire um, New Soul, Inc. to go and your vision and dreams for those individuals that participate within the organization. So, Chucky, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and New Soul, Inc.? What's up, Tony? Uh, Thank you for having me on your platform to share with everyone about my journey. I guess I'll start. I am from Camden, New Jersey. I am currently 48 years old, and approximately seven years ago, I started a new organization called New Souls Inc., which is a nonprofit. And what we do is we focus on providing underprivileged and at-risk youth with new footwear. After the start of it, we grew and we developed like a community outreach program, and we could, you know, we do things for homeless now, which wasn't necessarily part of the initial idea, but it was just something that we noticed that there was a need for. So once we got into the swing of things, that was just something that we like ventured into as well. And yeah, then we just focus on providing, like I said, the children with new footwear. The reason that we do that is because I understand today in our society, sneakers are a big thing in our society, like in our culture. You know, everybody wants to look good. Everybody wants to feel good. And I know that there are children out there who do not have these things. And the reason I know is because I was one of them. So I understand that there's a need for this. And uh, I feel like the reason, you know, so I guess we can get into my past about me going to prison. So at the age of 18, I got incarcerated and I was facing a life sentence. And all of that kind of stems from me venturing out into the streets because I wanted a pair of sneakers and my mother couldn't afford them. So me wanting to be part of the in crowd, me wanting to impress people that weren't 
concerned about my well-being, which I come to find out later on, yeah, I started running the streets to get a pair of sneakers. So you said that your journey began by wanting that pair of sneakers. So once you went through the process of incarceration and really getting a revelation, so to speak, that part of the reason you were where you were was as a result of this desire for the pair of sneakers, right? So what was your thought process during your time of incarceration when you looked at your future in being released in order to impact underprivileged youth? So initially, when I got incarcerated, like I said, I was 18. I was facing a life sentence. And my initial thought was I could be in prison actually longer than I had been living at that point. So that was a hard pill to swallow for a kid. I mean, for anybody, for that matter, but an 18-year-old who really hasn't even gotten a grasp of what life really even is at that age, you know, it was just like, man, this is, I done got myself into a pool of, of mess. So I guess initially, like the first couple of years, it was not, not that I didn't take it serious because I, like I knew. So I guess I need to say this is that I ended up getting sentenced to 20 years in which I served a few months shy of 10 years. So I got incarcerated at 18. I came home a few months before my 28th birthday. So maybe around 22 is when I really got like tired and kind of started taking like education serious and realizing like, okay, cool. You're starting to maybe get over the hump here and you'll be going home in a couple of years. What are you going to do? So it was like, okay, that was when I really started to really look at that and then kind of, like you said, like plan what my future was going to be like. I didn't know because, you know, I had been removed from society for a little while and I had never been in society as an adult. So I didn't even really know what that was going to be like. So I came home and maybe I was home, I think like five or six years. And then I started working at a homeless shelter. And then like I was there for six years. But over my time there, I started to develop a sense of helping people, like basically in a position where, quote unquote, like they were at like rock bottom, which I felt that in my life with incarceration, I had hit rock bottom. So this was like, I guess, a point for me to kind of share with them, like my journey, you know, to let them know that they can make it through that just because they was experiencing like a temporary hardship, this wasn't for them in the long haul. And I would share my experiences with them. And I seen that it would start to provide hope for people. So that's when I started to kind of get an idea of like, hey, I'm going to start sharing my journey with people. And then towards the latter part of working there, I had developed like a relationship with a young man there who was, um, I think he was like 13 or 14 years old. And I would go to work and I would have on like a different pair of sneakers all the time. And he was like real big into sneakers. And I would come in and he would like point out what kind of sneakers I had on and said that he liked them. So I asked his mother one day if I could bring him a pair of sneakers. And 
we shared the same size. I bought him a pair of sneakers and he, and he was ecstatic. And in that moment, I had seen myself and him. And it was just like, man, you know, he's in a homeless shelter. You know, he doesn't have, he could go left right now. He could start doing things that could put him in bad positions like later on in life. So that was when I kind of, that's when it hit me to give birth to, to New Souls. New Souls has impacted several lives since the inception, right? What is it that drives you the most to connect with these young people, even when in your space, it may not seem right? So since New Souls started in July 2016, we have been able to provide over 800 young people with new footwear, which I'm extremely grateful for. Like actually, I run two mentoring programs as well. And I do like individual mentoring. I guess what drives me is my own experiences of not having a father figure in my life, not having a positive male role model in my life to tell me, hey, yo, stop doing that. Like, maybe you should consider doing this. Maybe you should look into this. You know, I didn't have that for me. I just, my mother worked two jobs because she had to do what she needed to do to um, keep food on the table and the roof over our head. So I was just left to run the streets and nobody was there to, to tell me otherwise. So basically what I try to do for the young people is be what I never had. And since going through some crazy days and some rough trials and tribulations, I know and understand what they don't. You know, I have this saying that I, I speak, that I use when I speak to the youth. And that, that saying is because of yesterday and is nothing fancy, but we all have a yesterday. We are a sum total of things that we've been through in our life. So I always tell people that I'm who I am today because of yesterday. So I just try to encourage the youth to, to keep going, no matter what they've been through, no matter how they feel today tables can turn and there's a tomorrow waiting. There's always new opportunity, new chances to grow, just a new page to turn to start the slate over. Because we've all been through things in, in our lives. Like my situation isn't necessarily unique. We've all been through different things that have affected us in different ways. Mine just happens to be spending 10 years of my life in prison, but we've all kind of been through different things that impacted us. And I just tell them, hey, listen, no matter what it is, like, don't give up. Don't think because you're not reading on a certain level that you think you should be that, that you're not intelligent. Or don't think that because you don't have certain material items that nobody accepts you. Like, just because you don't necessarily have quote unquote, like family members who love you, that there's no one around that doesn't love you. It's like, just keep going. And I just try to be there for them to just share. Like I said, I know what it's like behind the wall. I know like during TV and music, they, they glorify that stuff and make it seem cool. And I'm just there to tell them that it's not and kind of just be a big brother and just try to guide them, you know, the best that I can. 
I don't have all the answers, but I tell them that we can educate each other and grow together. I think that's phenomenal. So the name of your organization is New Soul, right? And so this is a twofold question. The first half of the question is, how did you derive the name, right? How did you come up with the name? And then the second part of that question is the soul, right? Not the soul of the sneaker, but the soul of a human, the soul of a man or a woman. The S-O-U-L is made up of the mind, the will, and our emotions. How do you think that New Souls Inc. positively impact the soul, S-O-U-L? So the name New Souls was put together by design. So I used to rap. So always kind of thought that I was like witty with the wordplay. So moving into this space, I wanted something simple, like a, a simple name, but a powerful one. So I was like, okay, like, what am I doing? What's the initial thing that I'm doing here? It's like, I'm giving somebody a pair of sneakers. And what is a pair of sneakers? It's, it's a new pair of sneakers. So my initial thing was to make it what I would call it like a double entendre, basically where it has two meanings. So I knew that I was going to also include mentoring at some point. So I decided to go with New Souls because I felt that it best suited what my mission was, which was to give someone a pair of new sneakers and also to give them a different point of view of the world that would create for them like a new soul. So I thought it was like simple and simple yet complex at the same time. Like I said, just because of like the double entendre of it. So that's like how I kind of came up with it and how I think that we impacted the souls of the youth is just by being there for them to show them that we care. So what we do for our mentoring programs, part of my understanding on life in general is that there's like, you know, everybody says like, you have to think outside of the box. Some people have the ability to do that because some of, some people are creative. Some people have a, a knack of seeing further than just what's in front of them. But some people don't. And it's not to say that nothing's wrong with those people. It's just sometimes somebody, you tell somebody, yo, think outside the box. It's like, how? Like, I don't know what's outside of the box. And some people don't know what's inside the box for that matter. So it's like, you know, you're asking people to take themselves places that they know not. And it's just like, you can't do that per se without showing them. So what I do is I try to get the youth out in the world to be able to see different things, to get different experiences. I try to encourage them to take them to like different restaurants to try different foods. I take them to different places. Like I've taken some youth to like professional, like a, like an NBA game, like NFL game. And some children have never experienced that. So once people get a taste of different things, I feel like that sparks your interest. Like it gets you inquisitive to like want to learn more and to stretch out further. Last year, 
one of my mentees, he was turning 17 and he had never been to Red Lobster. And that was like something that he wanted to do. So for his birthday, we took him to Red Lobster and he was able to have that experience. And like, like people take things like that for granted. Like we just think, oh, going to a restaurant is nothing. Not realizing that there are people who financially or for whatever reason, just don't experience those types of things. So I think that we have impacted the souls of many by, like I said, one, just giving them a pair of sneakers. Like some of the youth that we come in contact with have only experienced like hand-me-down sneakers. One parent contacted me a couple of days later after we gave her son a pair of sneakers and she said that um, her son like sleeps with them in his bed. So it was just like being there for them to provide positive experiences that they maybe wouldn't have have experienced yet. I think that that's how we touch their soul. And so earlier, which I think was so powerful, you said something to the extent that new souls provide hope. So how does it encourage you, right? When you see hope fulfilled, I mean, it makes me feel good because I guess to know that at one point in my life, is uh, like I said, I started running the streets when I was 13, 14 years old. And like I said, it was because I wanted to wear sneakers, but my mother couldn't afford them. So it was like, okay, I got the sneaks. And then in the process, I fell in love with just with what was going on in the streets. And I was in the midst of things that when I look back now, it's just like, man, I was wild. And it's like, I was 15 when I was doing that. I was 16 when I was doing that. And no child, I mean, nobody should be in the middle of those things, but especially like a 14, 15 year old, it's like, they should be concerned about like other things in life. So to be able to come into their lives and kind of like inspire them to do something different is great for me because it's like, man, like I'm hopefully like keeping them from traveling the path that I had to go down, like experiencing the the heartache that I had to deal with, that my family had to deal with. Just going to prison just doesn't affect you. It affects your family. It affects your kids. So it's like, man, just to be able to get a phone call from them and say, Chop, man, that conversation we had last week, that really helped me. And I looked into this and now I'm doing this. Or like, it just feels good because number one, I never thought that this was like something that I was going to be doing like at that young age. So now to kind of be for them what I never had, like it feels good. It feels amazing. And, you know, I'm just glad that, that I can be there for them. So, you know, so what it, in turn, what it does for me outside of just my initial self-motivation. But now it's like, I know that they're depending on me. So it's like, man, got to keep going. You can't let them down. And I was like, you can't tell them, come on, come on, like, get up, let's go. Let's, let, let's, let's like, like, gear up. We got to climb this huge mountain. And then along the way of climbing the mountain, like I fall off. So it's like, man, I, I need to live by example. 
live by example. So that that's what encourages me and makes me feel good about like what's going on. That's pretty dope. I have to say you are dope, Taki. You Thank are you. dope. I appreciate it. You I are really dope. appreciate it. So in wrapping up tonight, what would be one thing, one nugget, one word of wisdom that you would leave for our listeners that may have young adults in their family or in their affiliation that may be kind of experiencing some of the things that you discussed tonight? I think I would say to to anyone, like be it an adult, a young person, and I know it's like super cliche, but just don't let nobody tell you what you can't do. You know, I'm a convicted felon, but I have started a, a, a nonprofit organization. I'm a photographer, so I, I also own a photography company. So it's like, if I would have listened to people who told me that I can't do it, then I wouldn't be like where I'm at now. So I guess I would just say, you know, don't let nobody instill their fears of what they can't do onto you. Just continue to push forward. If it's something that you really have in your heart that you're passionate about, go for it. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't work the first time, maybe it, that was just preparation. You know, I always tell people like a person could be the best piano player in the world. If you never sit behind a piano, you don't know. So maybe the first thing you set out to do isn't the thing for you, but maybe it's preparation, it's education, it's what you need to get you to the seventh thing. And maybe the seventh thing is the thing that's for you. So just just keep pushing. That's it. If someone wanted to contact you, partner with you, where could they find you? I am on social media at New Souls Inc. N E W S O L E S I N C. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We have a website, newsoulsinc.com. Our email is newsoulsinc at gmail.com. So, yeah, just look up New Souls Inc. and you'll find us. Well, thank you again, Chucky, for being at the relevant roundtable tonight. We thank you for sharing your journey with our listeners and also giving some small nuggets, right, for their area of potential impact, growth, and development. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Like I said, you're dope. Your organization is dope and just certainly appreciate you just kind of stepping out there and being vulnerable enough to share your journey. So thank you so much listeners for coming to the relevant roundtable on tonight. Don't forget that we meet here every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have a journey that you would like to share, please feel free to contact us at www.therelevantroundtable.com. Again, that's www.therelevantroundtable.com. Again, we thank you and we hope that you would join us next week at the table. Thank you.